ESPN Kansas City presents Golf Underground, powered by Mariner Wealth Advisor, helping you navigate your financial future. Welcome to Golf Underground, ESPN Radio, here in the the stable, not the manger. <laughs> the team is back together. Wardo, I haven't seen you in, I don't know. Did we just forget? Did the Golf Underground go so underground? That no one could listen to it anymore? Well, we got to see if the listeners are missing anything, and it sounds like the listeners have been. I've gotten more emails and texts saying, what happened to you guys? You've taken a nap over the past couple weeks. You know, we powered through COVID. We didn't have, we had a couple distractions through COVID and um, got some great shows and then just took a little nap. Yeah. A little breather. I haven't, I haven't seen you since our big Nebraska trip. I know. That was a nice, nice trip. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. hey, hey, um, at any point, did anyone you know in that eightsome not reach the ladies' tee and um, do the penguin walk with their pants down by their ankles? Um, Charlie Hillier. <laughs> oh, I didn't think you'd bring up names here on the. Uh, oh yeah, here on the air. Yeah, and at any point, you you didn't you would have done any of that same thing though, right? I mean, no, I would never do that. No, never. Because he's kind of like your um, Luke Skywalker, and you you know you mentor him, and so you wouldn't want him to see you actually drop your pants down to your ankles to uh, mock him. Well, our, our guests would probably confirm that if you hit a shot as a male, and it doesn't pass the ladies' tees, does not pass the ladies' tees, you're supposed to. Drop your pants while you hit your second shot or whatever shot is next. Right. Until you get. Does past. that include underwear down or, I mean, is it just enough to put the shorts down? You know, during COVID, we can do the PG-13 underwear down. Um, but sometimes people want to just let it hang out. Well, and based on the rules restrictions, we were we were being tightly monitored. I felt like, um, I, mean, I felt like I was Antifa out there, you know, some of the stuff we were doing. Yeah, you know, we just it, we were on the clock. There was a lot of things going on, but you know, we powered through it. It was a ni- it was a nice, nice, nice way to spend my birthday, buddy. It was, it was. All right, well, here we are. We got a nice guest today. One of your old buddies. Imagine that another Kansas Jayhawk golfer here well, in the underground. I mean, you just scoop them all up. Well, he just started training with us this week. Andy Spencer, the, the uh, pride, the the Shawnee Mission East Lancer, turned Kansas Jayhawk. And now turned professional, and uh, if if you recall when we had Coach Wilson on the show a couple couple months back, Andy was weighing in a very important decision in his life career, etc., whether to go ahead and turn pro or uh, go back for an extra year of college due to the uh, new COVID restrictions right. or lack thereof. Right. So the interesting thing about the the situation though is Andy has conditional status on the. Web.com slash whatever we're going to call it now. Corn Fairy. Corn Fairy. And so basically, Andy made a great decision um, to to go ahead and uh, turn pro. And so he's actually, what's kind of cool about this show, I wanted to do it uh, in this manner. He's actually en route to Jacksonville to Monday qualify for the first web or first Corn Fairy event since COVID, which is pretty exciting. So... Thanks for coming on the show, Andy. Appreciate you guys having me. How we doing? Good. Nice to meet you, Andy. So, so talk us through. We'll get it. We'll get into where where you're going and all that. But let's step back. Oh gosh, ten years, right? So over the last ten years, your golf game's probably uh, advanced quite a bit. So talk through in high school, kind of how you got better and how you progressed along, and then and then obviously into into a great collegiate player and you're on your way to stardom here in the, in the big leagues. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, I picked up the game really young, probably when I was three or four years old. Um, got a taste of competition through drive ship and putt, some U S kids stuff when I was really young. Um, you know, I didn't know if I was any good or not. I just loved the competition yeah. and then led up to high school. Um, I went to Shiny Mission East, and, you know, we had a track record being pretty damn good there. We had myself, Chase Hanna, who's also a professional, and Connor Kanavi, who played golf at Kansas State, our team freshman year. Um, pretty good that year. We won every tournament up until state, which unfortunately we didn't win. Um, you know, I thought I was pretty good. Uh, I obviously grew up playing at Milburn Country Club. Former home of Mr. Kevin Ward, 
Um, yeah, I, I uh, you know, worked hard, played a bunch of Kansas Junior Golf Association, Kansas AM, AJGA stuff growing up. Was able to win um, the AJGA lock in Kansas City at Kansas City Country Club the summer after my junior year. Um, and that kind of propelled me on to play KU under Coach Burmel and Coach Wilson. What other schools did you look at? Uh, so I took visits to Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, talked a little bit with Iowa, a couple of small southern schools. Um, I felt like the best fit for me was KU for a couple of reasons. You know, I was, I've been a KU guy my whole life, and then I thought Coach Burmel with his track record, uh, I wanted to get to where I want to go. He was the he was the best fit for me. What hey so, so what what do you do for you? Yeah, so, right, exactly. So you could have gone a lot of uh, places, and you never know what the outcome will be and how you'll mesh with a certain coach. And, of course, we've had him on air, and, of course, Wardo's buddy was buddies with him. Um, I'm really impressed with his leadership style, right? And, and But but at the end of three years or four years, um, what's better about you? I think it's the discipline part. You know, he preaches since you get there as a freshman that it's all about the little things, you know. You might not think that they matter when you're doing them, like doing your study table hours on time, getting on getting to class five minutes early, never being late for a meeting. Just little things like that that you don't really think are a big part of golf. But once you kind of step back and you're a senior, you're like, wow, you know, this has really helped me on the golf course where, I don't know, say I've got a 270-yard shot over water into a par five and I really want to go for it chances of me hitting a great shot, maybe hitting the green aren't, aren't very big. So discipline that he's built up through off-course activities might make me play up in that situation and try to make birdies essentially. Um, that was a big reason. And then another reason why I want to pay you to kind of track record of what you guys have actually the Mark Laird College. I like it. I like it. Well, Charlie Hillier still quite hasn't learned the discipline part. He he overslept for his workout this morning with me. What? Well, <laughs> was well, he out he's boozing? A better than his brother, I'd say. <laughs> oh, well, so, uh, Charlie, no, he never drinks. Charlie never drinks. You know, we might have to figure something out so he doesn't overslept, oversleep for any tea times once he gets out on tour. Maybe he solely can just be his. Well, that'd be a really bad idea if you're the. <laughs> His I'll father be his, figure. I'll be his life coach. <laughs> which, by the way, which, by the way, you know, Harry makes Charlie look fantastic. Harry's in a brothel right now somewhere in New uh, <laughs> Zealand. Well, he just he just had his twenty first birthday, so hopefully he's woken up three days later. <laughs> okay, so talk through talk through kind of um, you know you. Some of your wins, and let's talk, obviously, I, th- I think you grabbed yourself a Kansas Am. Obviously, the Watson Challenge had to have been a great win. What What was one of your best wins, in your opinion? Um, there's, I mean, there's a couple that stand out. I think I think my best one was the first Watson Challenge I won in 2017 for a couple reasons. The first reason was it was, my, it was at my home club, Milburn. So I kind of circled the event as soon as I knew it was going to be there. Um, two, it's always a it's always a really good field. Obviously, Tom and then some really good professionals from around the area as well as amateurs. Um, so I felt like I had a pretty good advantage knowing the golf course, playing there, growing up my whole life. And then um, I, mean, I was pretty nervous that first round. Um, you know, you're, you're expected to perform on your home golf club. Um, Got off to a little bit of a rough start for the first five holes and then just absolutely lit it up the rest of the tournament. Shot 12 under, one by seven. So um, I thought that was wow. my it's kind of the first big tournament in Kansas City that I'd won. Um, so that was, that was really special, especially to do it at Dover. All right. Hey, Wardo, tell the listener. Because, you know, we have listeners globally. I mean, it's important to know that. Global. They don't know what the Watson Challenge is. So as, as Andy says... He won the Watson Challenge. That may just be some little side tournament here in Kansas City. It's bigger than that. Tell tell the listener what this thing's all about. Actually, this is something cool that Tom Watson started. I bet he started it north of 10 years ago. Uh, 
Basically, it's to identify the best player for that year in the Kansas City region or market. And I think Tom has encouraged other people or other cities, golf associations, et cetera, to get behind this for their own area. It's comprised of the top amateur players throughout the city. I think it's a 45 to 60 mile radius. It's also comprised of the top club professionals throughout the city. And as well as they sprinkle in some sponsors exemptions for uh, people that don't fall under those two categories. And they also allow an open qualifier for those Brian Sullivan's of the world that want to come out and try to get into the event. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. Maybe it's, I have, well, I can't do it that weekend. Every year, the Sully Challenge is going on the exact same time, <laughs> and um, there's only a, there's only enough white claws here in the forty five or fifty minute um, radius. And so, Sully, it's it's not a bad tournament, Andy. Screw Tom Watson for crying out loud. <laughs> All right, hey, let me ask you this though, because th- this is what I think the listener wants to know, right? So, again, if you're not from Kansas City, you don't realize how cool this event is, but you can imagine that as Tom, if Tom Watson is not only hosting event, but he's teeing it up. And so, the first time, how old were you the first time you beat Tom Watson and everyone else in the city? The first time I beat him? Yeah. Oh, God. It was probably at Milburn. So I played the two prior years that Mission Hills and Hallbrook. I actually had a chance at Mission Hills. I think I was a summer after my freshman year of high school. So, yeah, I really didn't have any idea what the hell was going on. But I think I had a share of the lead after 13 holes, like six or seven under through 12, and it kind of exploded down the stretch. But, and you were eight, um, you were like 18 yeah, or 17 years old at that time? I think I was, I think I was 17. Nice. Pretty and good. I, 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 I played in – Played in that event as well. What was that, 2015, 14? Yeah, it was your chase one, I believe. All right, so did you... But yeah, I, I, Yeah, go ahead, I'm sorry. I think the first time I beat him was at Milburn, and I never played with them until last year. I never got paired with them in Shadow. Um, first time I ever played with them was the first round of the 2019 Watch Challenge out of Lionsgate. So that was pretty cool. Obviously, a guy I look up to who's got eight major titles. So, what what do you think about in terms of his game? What's the most impressive thing you see still at this age? And he likes to play the old card, which you know I think he's it's like riding a horse or it's like riding a bike for him. Right. I, I mean, the way he strikes his irons is unbelievable. Um, the spin control he has. Um, you know, obviously he's not as long as he used to be, so he's hitting longer clubs into those greens, but I mean, they're still almost every time within 20 feet, he's giving himself a really good look at birdie. Um, but another thing that stood out, especially last year, is I mean, every chip he had either scared the hole or went in. It was remarkable. Um, yeah, when he puts those two things together, he's still pretty hard to beat at age, I think he's 70 now. How did he treat you while you were playing with him? Did he talk much to you? Did he coach you up? Did he give you life lessons? Or did he just play his game and look yeah. at you? Because he, he's a competitive guy, right? I mean, I'm sure he wanted to kick your little oh, yeah. ass at the time, right? <laughs> who's this, right. Who's this, this punk is not going to kick my ass today, right? Did he? So how did he treat you? He treated me great. You know, he was super competitive, but there were times, you know, walking off the tee box where, I would ask him some things about how he used to practice, and he was very nice and gave me some in-depth answers that, you know, I think I can apply it in my own practice schedule, my own game. Um, yeah, he's always been super nice and very supportive of uh, junior and kind of amateur golf against the area. You know what, Andy? I've got a I've got my own Tom Watson story, and um, I uh, they opened up. You know, he redesigned Lock Lloyd's golf course. He did. And so I had the honor of being his caddy for as he did the walkthrough, and he's you know he's going to tell everyone how he designed the hole and why he did it. And so I show up in my full caddy whites, and he gave me his um, rangefinder or not, you know his his shooter, and I put it in my uh, my my white outfit, and I'm on the first tee box, and he asks for it, and I can't get it out of my pocket. And there's all these people watching, and I can't get the damn rangefinder out of my pocket. He didn't talk to me for four holes, 
Well, and then four holes later, four holes later, we're, we're, we're on a part three or three holes in. And he said, how far is it? And I said, well, you're about 165. Um, and, you know, that was it. And he said, about 165? And I said, yeah, yeah no, yeah, well, I think you know, 165, 166. And he gets right up in my face and says, let me tell you something. There's no about in about. And I'm like... <laughs> Okay, Gandhi, just hit the freaking shot, please. <laughs> you should have said it was one. He was so bad. Right. So your experience was a little different than mine. He, he bitch slapped me pretty good. Amazing. All right, let's take a commercial break. When we come back, I want to dive in to this recent trip. The, let's call it a successful trip to the good old qualifying school. And... Um, why don't you take us to break there, Sully? Hey, let's do it. You know what? We are back together in the Golf Underground. Wardo and Sully, we miss everyone. Hey, screw COVID-19, baby. We are coming out. Come on back. You're on the Golf Underground, ESPN Radio. You're listening to Golf Underground on ESPN Kansas City, 94.5 FM. Cowell Insurance Services is your leading program administrator for workers' compensation. They're dedicated to meeting the unique challenges of the insurance industry and assisting employers in reducing their costs. CIS has provided insurance claim and loss control services to various industries, including trucking, construction, retail convenience stores, and healthcare, as well as public entities for over 30 years. They work with both retail agents and industry clients or a combination of the two. If you're tired of fighting the rising costs of premiums and claims, give Cowell Insurance Services a call. Their dedicated staff is ready to find you the best insurance option at the most competitive price. They can help to define or enhance your safety program in order to move you in the right direction in reducing your claim and premium cost. Contact Cowell Insurance Services today, 816-214-4070. Hey, Brian Sullivan here, and I've got a tip for you. You've got to head to Unforked. It's an amazing restaurant. What I like about these guys is they promise to buy and support seasonal local ingredients first. And I love the fact that they source from smaller, family, GAP certified, or organic farms, prime going regions, artisan producers. All I'm getting at is if you like fresh stuff, Unforked is the place to be. And like they say, fork or no fork, you can be sure you're getting the highest quality, socially responsible ingredients possible. And not to mention, it's delicious. So whether you're out south or downtown, stop by Unforked for a delicious and healthy meal. Sheridan's Unforked, honest, clean food. Can you imagine Wardo in the club with Turtle, right? A vodka in one hand, his man blouse on... Sleeves rolled up with the little flowers on the fringes of his his cuffs, smiling with that glassy vodka look that he gets, dancing to Ace of Base, huh? Or how many how many Tito's did you have this weekend? You know, I kept it pretty light. I was very well behaved. Um, it was so hot down there, and I was on full try that I uh, I had zero day round one. And uh, I was actually really well behaved. You know, it felt it was a tournament. It felt good. I really had to try hard. Tell the folks where you went. We went down keep to the, the music playing too. Let's you know. I went to, down to the good old Scott Adam Invitational two man teams. Um, I took a nice, nice, nice fella named Mike Winter out of lovely Jefferson City, Missouri. He is a tiger. That'll be the first and last time I play with a tiger. No, uh, we had an absolute blast. Played well. I got a little nervous down the stretch, which is good. Get good to get the competitive juices flowing, you know. And I tripled it, made triple down the stretch to shoot one over no. par. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So it's funny, actually. This is good, good lesson, actually. So Woodland and I started. He doesn't like playing all these banker, hammer, and wolf, and all these weird games. He wants to work on shooting a score. So a couple of years ago, when we would play matches, we would. Uh, set a target score for each other and if the other person shoots their target score for example my score the other day or yesterday was a, a 69 well nice. par 71 if you get if you hit your target score or better your target score you get a hundred dollars off of the participating parties okay so we had four participating parties in this situation um and so coming down the stretch the 18th hole at flint hills national 
is one of is arguably uh, some people would call it not a good hole, but um, water down the left, tight tight driving hole in a trees forest um, jungle to the right. So the first day I piped a driver and hit it up there by the green. And then yesterday, being two under, getting a little nervous, one wanting to get my four hundred dollars from the fellas, I uh, got a little. I went with the two iron, you know. Oh, Wardo! And, and having played, having played for good old Coach Greer Jones, who's one out there on the PGA Tour at Wichita State for a year, he he would literally not talk to us for a week if we hit driver on that hole. So I'm, I said, you know what? I'm going to take the Greer method and give myself a birdie putt, three shot hole. And what'd you do with it? I just went ahead and yanked two iron straight into the lake. <laughs> Followed by a minor club toss. <laughs> and then I went ahead and hit driver the second time and hit that up the right side. Uh, ended up making a nice little triple bogey. Uh, hey, do you remember what we had? Uh, so, so, Andy, we had Charles Schwartzel on the uh, the program. Of course, a Masters winner a few years back. And, and Ward, do you remember what Charles did on the 18th hole when... Big money was on the line. The Masters green jacket. What club did he hit on the 18th tee box? He hit three wood. Maybe I should. No, he wood. hit a driver. Did he? Oh, yes, yeah, he did. He hit a driver. Right, he did. And remember, we asked him the question. At any point, did you think of becoming? Well, we didn't word it this way, but I wanted to say, hey, Charles, at any point, did you did, did you think of being a puss? You know, maybe going back to the the three wood or the two iron. Yeah. No, you don't win Masters championships. You're not going to win a Flint Hills championship um, living in fear. I think the COVID-19 got you. I agree. The do don't got me. You know what? But I'm going to get I'm going to get the don't. I'm going to get the do today versus the don't. Oh, you got a nice match today, huh? Yeah. You, you want to tell the folks who you're playing with today? You know, I'm going to I can go out there and kick. Yeah, Ward, I heard you got quite the, quite the five going today. He's got he's got the rock star group today. Kick Gary Woodland's butt today. Yeah. Who else you got? So you got Woodland. You're playing, you're playing against Woodland today. Who else? I got the person who likes to talk about um, defecating a lot, Mr. George Brett. Okay. So you got George Brett. You, this is like a charity outing. Um, we have um, <laughs> we have Kevin Ward. We have Jason Seaman, uh, Bushnell's finest employee. He looks like John Crook. We call him the water buffalo. And we... Um, we have lovely Michael Illig, owner of Sporting Kansas Gosh, City. You've got money and fame in that. We group. have Patrick Mahomes caddying for Michael Illig. No, he he decided to go to the lake, so he's out. Caddying? What do you mean? You, no. The MVP would caddy for Illig. I know he's got juice, but I mean he would caddy. Now listen, Andy. Um, you know, Wardo told me earlier in the week. He said, "All right, well, let's do a show on Friday." He said, "I think we're going to get Patrick Mahomes." And so I don't want you to feel like you're second tier, but Patrick said no, and then you're on the radio program right now. No, actually. But I don't want you to feel that way. I don't want you to think we'd rather have Patrick very, Mahomes. Very <laughs> <laughs> He's not that big of a deal, No, I know, but I like the guy that's playing for for all the cash this week. This guy, has, Patrick, doesn't have a game this week. My right. guy on the my guy on the other end of this has a game this week. Hey, you know who's almost as famous as Patrick Mahomes? His his younger brother. <laughs> So my daughter now is, is friends with his younger brother, and he's a very flamboyant fella, like a nice, nice fella. He's, he, he makes all these TikTok videos, and makes, he makes shitloads of money on these little TikTok videos. And um, my, my daughter was driving around in the car with him, um, going by protests, just kind of looking at protests this week, and I thought that was interesting. Yeah? Yeah. Is this the lovely daughter that's going to marry uh, Mr. Charlie Hillier? Well, yeah, that's the one. I'd, I'd like to set that up. Yeah, Let's I think he's proper enough. Yeah, not Harry. Not Harry. Right? <laughs> Andy, you wouldn't recommend I set up my daughter. Next year, my daughter's going to Mizzou, and she's going to be a golden girl. And, um, you know, so she's mildly attractive. Um, and so, you know, I thought Charlie might be a good you know, boyfriend for her. And, um, and, and, and then Harry Hillier came up because they're more closely aligned in age. W which one would you prefer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah amazing yeah do you as a potential future grandpa grandfather right would you like your uh, grandson or granddaughter to be fair-skinned and uh may possibly have red hair no no like you know, our new no, zealand swing no, whisperer no. well i don't know you know um gingers they're not overly attractive to me 
<laughs> you know? I, I, and so I don't think I want my... I mean, bad enough, he's going to be an Irish kid. He doesn't need to come out all cracker-like, you know? I like him a little tan. I get a little Italian blood in them, right? I get a little Italian in me. So, all right. Yeah. Well, it's like you. You look. You almost look like a nice Muslim fella. I am, you know, Muslim. as dark skinned as you are. And then after a couple of vods, I get a little more slant eyed. You get a little red, like the capillaries start flowing into the nose. Yeah. And you get the tavern tan. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Enough about you and I. Let's get back to our guest. Sorry, Andy. Okay. So talk through. So you made the decision to go to Q School, which is a new a new deal where you can go to Q School as an amateur and play. Um, Q school for as many rounds. So you were in college and you went to Q school. Talk us through that. What's that like? Yeah, so I went to Coach Burwell, Coach Wilson. I think it was like our last meeting of the year, the spring of my junior year. I said, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about playing Q school next year in the fall. What do you guys think? They're 100% supportive. So signed up. Um, so for people that don't know, there's, if you don't have any sort of status, you got to go to a thing called uh, pre-qualify before first day. So I went up to that up in Lincoln, Nebraska. It was three rounds. Shot probably three or four under, made, made it through. Um, go to first day. So at this point, it's like the beginning of school, so middle of August. Um, so then we get to campus, practice for a couple more weeks. I drive up to Arbor Link in Nebraska City, really good golf course. Um, hey, well there. Hey, by the way, that's to make about Andy. I don't mean to interrupt you, but that's where Charlie um, had to pull his pants down because he didn't reach a lady's tee. Continue. <laughs> Alcohol wasn't involved in that sequence, was it? No, no, just white claws. But that that doesn't count. So. Doesn't count. Right. All right. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. Go ahead. So anyway, I went first stage up at Arbor Link, played well, made it in uh, by two shots. That got me into second stage, which obviously at this point, I'm just, I pretty much have nothing to lose. I didn't really know if I'd make it too far or not. So we have an event, a college event out in Maui the first weekend of November. Pretty terrible place to go in November. That does suck. Play that. And my second my second stage site is in California. So I fly from Maui to LA, drive to Marietta, play practice around that day, and then the tournament starts the next day, which would have been like a Tuesday or something like that. So I, I'm, I'm dog tired, jet lagged. I just play practice around. I wasn't really paying attention to the golf course, just kind of going through motion. Tea time is like 9 o'clock the next morning. I get up, feel good. Uh, part of the first hole and then shit kind of goes south after that. I'm standing on the eighth tee and I'm seven over through my first seven holes. I'm like, well, this might be where it ends. But um, kind of really turned it around for the next, was that, 64 holes and uh, I think 11 or 12 under to make it through by four shots to get the final. So how it works is once you get the finals, you're guaranteed at least additional status and then anyone who finishes in the top 40 at finals it's the eight start guaranteed um so i go to finals in orlando at uh, orange county national two golf courses both really good um get there play solid not great shoot i think five under for the tournament and get tied 92nd gives me additional status on the Port ferry tour um so I decided to go back to school, thinking that we'd have a full season. I turned pro in June. Obviously, that didn't happen, and that uh, kind of led to turning pro. And now, driving down to Jacksonville for the first Monday qualifier. So, was it a tough decision to stay or to go ahead and turn pro versus go back for another year? Or was it? Did it kind of become a no-brainer since you had some conditional status? Um, it was tough until they made the decision to combine the. 2020 and 2021 season um, and have no Q school in the this coming fall. So that was huge, obviously. Um, I felt like having status for a year and a half was way too good to pass up to go back to school. Um, and 
I thought I was ready. You know, I loved KU's death, but I, I felt like I was ready to move on and kind of chase this special dream that I've had. Love it. And what's it, <clears throat> what's it feel like? Um, I mean, you're starting this whole new journey, right? So you, you said you flew in Atlanta. You're in a car. You're heading oh, down. I drove to Atlanta. Oh, you drove to Atlanta from where? Kansas. Did you really? Yeah. That's yeah. why. That's why I wanted him on the show. Had a boy. Screw this, Mahomes. Yeah, this is the life on the road. This is tournament one of. This is welcome to real life. Where are you now? I am in southern Georgia. I got about probably two and a half, three hours in Jacksonville. You should stop by Baghdad, Florida, and play a little money game with good old Bubba Watson. Sure, he's down there. Now. Bubba, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, but you, you know, you're. You're sort of you're starting a whole new life here, right? I mean, it's um, you're going to get a lot of drive time. It, it's um, it, it's it's going to be fun, but it can also get pretty lonely out there, right? I mean, how have you prepared yourself for this? Because I mean, you're, you're like a traveling salesman right now, but you're the product, right? I mean, it's it's I, heck, I had to do it. I got dropped in Kansas City to know anyone. I had to travel three states. You get a lot of time on your own. What's going through your head right now? definitely weird um you know it's nice that i know a couple guys that are either my age or a little older that are going to be down here but um not gonna lie 12 hours in a car by yourself gets pretty lonely pretty quick but um you know i think i'll get used to it it's obviously different it's something that i'm gonna have to adapt to but um you know the one thing i'm focused on right now is if i play good golf these next couple months and I fix a lot of those problems pretty quick. That's right. And that's kind of strategically why I wanted him on the show during this nice drive is is a couple things. One, our track record of, mm. of guests that come on the show mm. doesn't matter what sport they play, what industry they're in, mm. what level they're at at that current moment. I mean, we might even have brought Matt Castle back to the NFL. We might even brought Nick Lowry. He might be if we get Nick Lowry on the show, he will return and get the starting kicker's job. He will remove <laughs> Nick uh, Luke Nick Butker, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, just we, think we of we the do. success. Charles Schwartzel is going to go on an absolute terror now that he came on the show. Yeah, well, let's tell him about some of the success stories we had. Um, right? Who did it start? Well, um, well, let me see. Harry with- Higg had a nice year as a result of being on the program, right? He had a nice yeah. program. Uh, uh, Gary, uh, all right, Gary. Gary Woodland uh, had a decent right? He had a pretty nice year last year. Who else? We made a couple other careers last year. JT Poston came on the program. What's he do? Goes on and wins on tour. I mean, it's sick. <laughs> really? We, we positive juices we're throwing on you, Andy. It's like being on the first tee. It's like being on the first tee being four up. You're going to be on that qualifier on the first tee four under. Just had, as a result of coming on this show. Yeah. Yeah. How's that feel? Feels great. You know better than anyone else. You got to shoot him out. You know who else is going to have a great year? Just to sniff that bitch against that Monday, too. That'd be a big help. What do you think you have to hit? 63, 64? Yeah, I mean, I with the quality, I mean, I was looking at Twitter this morning and the field bliss. I mean, there's guys like Hudson Swafford who sniffed winning on the PGA Tour is playing in the Corn Ferry Monday this Monday. Wow. The quality of field is ridiculous. Well, you know what? Um, let's not look at that field. Let's just look at this freaking golf underground and get in. Let's get in there. Hey, by the way, have you ever um, won a tournament that an eight-time major champion has been in? <laughs> I have. How many times did you win that, Andy? Twice. So you beat an eight-time champion winner, Hall of Fame golfer, twice, Andy? And you can't no kick problem. this. You I can't kick it. this this retread guy's ass who can't even stay on a PGA tour. Now he's qualifying on a Monday. I don't want to hear it, Andy. Right now, baby. <laughs> I love the positivity. I can feel it all the way down in Georgia. I mean, you might just need to phone a friend. You might need to call him on Sunday night before the Monday. I'll give you his number, and he can you can phone a friend. That's right. We'll get yeah, the little inspirational speaking out yeah. of Sully. Yeah, yeah, but we expect payback. We expect payback when you win. For instance, um, Harry Higg, um, he's, he's he's a hairy fella. It's surprising his name is Harry, right? But he talks a lot about his body hair on air, 
And um, he agreed to, once he wins his first tournament, to let uh, Wardo and I shave his back. And so they, we thought that was a nice uh, give back to us. It, it, when you win, which is coming very shortly, uh, what, what, can, uh, what can we get in return? I've got no hair on the top of my head to begin with. When I get a haircut, <laughs> I usually go without a spree. So how about when I win my first tournament, it just all comes off straight to a zero. Oh, nice, nice. You know, but usually bald guys have a bunch of body hair, so you you, you don't you're you're like full blown just nothing, like a little baby. Yeah, not much. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he hasn't hit. He's still a young fella. He hasn't hit puberty yet. He's like he might, or he might be like Gary Woodland and shave his legs. Does he? Yeah. Why not? Is he a swimmer? Um, not really. Gosh, you know who else does that? Greg Luganus. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. We need to take a commercial break. It is time. You are just one interesting fella. All right. Should we take a break? All right. Listen, why don't we come back and you um, want to hit him up with a little rapid fire, get right into just do a little three-segment extravaganza for the listeners? Yeah, let's take him and see if he's got some spontaneity in his life and see if he can think while he's driving down that highway. Yes. All right. Come on back. We are having a blast on a Golf Underground ESPN Radio. Hey, Brian Sullivan of Golf Underground with my favorite orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Kevin Witte from Sano Orthopedics. Why is Sano Orthopedics the absolute best sports medicine orthopedic group in Kansas City? Well, if you want to see the guys in town who have had the best orthopedic fellowship training in sports medicine, um, including training with Dr. James Andrews and Dr. Larry Lemack, come see us. Uh, we individualize patients' uh, plans to get them back to that activity and that sport that they love. And we actually care and listen to our patients and follow up with them and make sure that they're getting the results they need. Okay, and so the three things that separate you. Number one, best training. Number two, you specialize in getting people on that field. Number three, you actually listen. Where can I learn more? Because you got me all in, and I don't really want to get fixed, but it's time. At sonoorthopedics.com, 816-525-2840. Hey, what's up, Golf Underground Nation? This is Brian Sullivan, co-host of the Golf Underground with the Greenside Cigar Company, here to tell you about the hot new cigars that are about taking over the golf industry. And yeah, I'm talking about the patented Birdie Stogies. You guys have been seeing for sale all over the local golf courses. These cigars come highly rated and are the ultra-premium alternative to that dried-up old stick you've been using to celebrate your made birdie putts. Designed to be carried in every golf bag and saved as a reward for celebratory achievement, our cigars are bringing golfers added relaxation, fun, and perhaps maybe even a little luck. From mild to medium, smooth to sweet, we have a cigar suitable for every taste palette and golfers at all skill levels. So no matter your celebratory occasion, enjoying a victory stogie at the clubhouse after a low round, immediately after a made birdie putter, hey, even to help you relax and simply celebrate being out in the golf course, make sure you never approach the first tee again without one of our beautiful cigars in your golf bag. So learn more and order online at greensidecigars.com or just Google the birdie stogie because after all, there can only be one. New golf clubs, a big screen TV to watch the U.S. Open, or maybe even a new golf cart that I've got my eye on. No matter how you choose to spend the savings, if you're looking to put a dent in your monthly heating and cooling bills, the answer may be right over your head. If your attic isn't insulated properly, you're missing out on a prime opportunity to cut costs. Call the certified energy experts at Star Companies, Inc., 816-353-2160 for a free estimate to learn how they can help you save money. 816-353-2160 or visit StarCompaniesKC.com. Welcome to the Monday Qualifier. First tournament of the year for the Corn Ferry Extravaganza. <laughs> now entering the tee box from Kansas City, Missouri, Andy Spencer. <laughs> Andy approaches the tee. That's not bad, huh? I mean, it's Michael Buffer, he can't be around forever. I mean, they might need a replacement. Yeah, there it is. Michael Sully. Right. Michael Buffer. He's, name. he's the guy. He's the let's get it ready to rumble guy. Now, I couldn't say let's get it, get ready to rumble because he trademarks that. He'll hunt your ass down if yeah. you use that 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 uh, trademark deal. So, I, you know, I kind of get close to it, but I just dance around it. 
I don't want to be sued. Exactly. You know? I mean, we could probably use the same lawyer that Charlie Hillier's going to need for uh, de-pantsing himself up there in good old Nebraska. Yeah. yeah, well, and Michael Buffer's fake teeth are worth more than everything I have in my 401k, so <laughs> I should probably stay away from it. <laughs> All, right. All right, hey, we're having a great time. Andy Spencer, one of Kansas City's fine golfers, and um, he's starting this journey out in the professional wor- world, former uh, Kansas Jayhawk. And um, I, I do love stories, you know, that are just starting out, right? I mean, we've had guests on the program, the likes of the George Bretts and Tom Watsons. And, you know, their journey is, their sports journey is is either over or almost over, right? Um, but it's, to me, it's really fun to see someone who's about to start. And the memories that you're well, about to create, you have no idea what's coming, the friends you're going to meet. You've got this whole freaking awesome life that is in front of you and you have no clue what it's going to be that's fun for me are you saying that the club pro guy's career is about to be over <laughs> you know he's doing really well that club pro guy yeah he's had a nice 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 career yeah you know what he did for me the club pro guy i've got a couple buddies down there in atlanta who are huge club pro guy fans i got all the merch everything and they listened to our pod and they said you know club pro guy i said yeah he's a kansas city guy and so Club Bro Guy was so nice that he put together a little video, a custom video, totally slamming these guys. I wrote the little script for him. It was fantastic. So if any of you folks out there have some Club Bro, fan, uh, uh, Club Bro Guy fans, go to the CPG website and um, you can pay for a nice little video. He'll make for uh, some buddies um, around the country. So there's a little plug for you, CPG. I like it. I gave CPG a nice little putting lesson the other day and chipping. We really worked on that. He took lessons from you? I got him into the learning center. What did you get in return from him? Um, a couple naked lady tees <laughs> and a bucket hat. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. He gave me a little card that says his 747 swing system on it, and so I'm going to use that. I'm going to break that out today when I, when I hosel rocket it off the first tee. Did you hear about his MILF Masters? tournament you know i did not but i i thought i saw something on that but yeah yeah he's he's crushing it right they don't allow fans though at the milf masters it's only him and a bunch of ladies (laughs) 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 and no cameras (laughs) amazing amazing all right so we're gonna dive into some quick rapid fire here all right you ready for this this is Rapid Fire Emergency 9 brought to you by Sheridan's Unforked, eating good and feeling good. And guess what? Sheridan's is back open. So if you want to go through there, do a little drive through action. I grab myself a smoothie sometimes. Maybe I'll get a taco. Maybe I'll get myself the kale salad. So I just don't know. Sheridan's got a lot of options for you. So 119th and Metcalf, get over there and get yourself some Sheridan's. All right, here we go. Andy Spencer, are you ready? Let's do it. Best player you have ever played with? Tom Watson. The best putter of the golf ball you have ever been around? That I've ever played with? Yep. Come on. This is not slow, slow rapid fire. This is rapid fire. <laughs> I'll give Charlie Hillier a little bit of credit. Oh, there you go. I like it. Wow. That's a little good. plug. God, Char- Charlie's name's getting mentioned way too much. All right, here we go. <laughs> the hawk or the wheel? Those are bars, by the way, listener. Wheel. The wheel. wheel. All day. All right. Hey, a nickname your parents used to call you? Stew. You. Stew. S-T-E-W. Stew? Stew? Yeah. Where'd that come from? So I went, to, when I was a little younger, 6th, 7th grade, I went to Oklahoma State Golf Camp. And they give you, everyone gets a nickname down there. So, obviously my first name's Andy. The same act, so Andy in the office is the same actor that plays Stu in the hangover. Ah. So they connected those dots and got Stu. I love it. They just kind of suck. He's, by the way... He, I, my son is 21, back from Arizona State. He's been watching every episode of The Office. And um, so I've gotten to see Andy over the past few days. He's fantastic. That guy is freaking funny. Unbelievable. All right. Hey, um, the la- your favorite band. This tells, a, tells us a lot about a fella. 
slash artist. Go Blue Combs. Who? Luke Combs. Oh, Luke Combs. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Nice yeah. Yeah. Nice, mild mannered fella. Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. Favorite golf course in the Kansas City slash Lawrence area. Come on. Um, other than Milburn, because I'm a little biased there, I will, I will go with uh, Kansas City Country Club. I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. All right. Here we go. Right. Hardest, hardest test of golf you've ever played. Oh, good answer. That's mine as well. Is it? Yeah. Okay. How about this one, Andy? Fill in the blank, please. Taylor Swift is... Crazy. Crazy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. That can go a lot of ways. He can mean crazy hot. Could mean um, crazy... Sexy. Uh, sexy. It could mean crazy. Just crazy. Got a lot of connotations to it. Yeah, it could be. Could, could, could be okay. Other than other than Patrick Mahomes, what Chiefs player would you like to be? Travis Kelsey. And why? Um, he just goes about life. Like I don't know, he's just like a really chill guy. Loves the. I bet he loves the party. Um, I don't know. He's like. So I had him in the learning center the other day, and I will tell you, he looked like he was doing the Macarena with his backswing. I mean, there was more moving parts with that thing, uh, uh, kind of like Sully, actually. What's, what's wrong except, with that? Except he, he's not 5'6", he's 6'6", six, six, and looks like a freaking werewolf. And the guy just about broke the simulator. Um, ball speeds accessing up to 190. So Really? If you're a weekend warrior out there and you want to learn how to hit it far... Maybe phone phone Patrick or not Patrick, but phone uh, Patrick's buddy, and figure out how to hit it farther because the guy has some speed. Was he coachable? Um, or was he just like it wasn't swing away, yeah, swing away? So he was just and, there to have fun. And then fun. he had a golden he had a gold putter that was about um, twenty six inches long. It looked like, and so he, I said, "Bud, we can probably get you in a putter a little longer." So it was it was literally up to his <laughs> knees. So, Eduardo, you, when you play with all these these um, celebrities and you know fancy fellas, hey, why don't you ever call me? <laughs> I do. You never answer. Uh, oh my goodness! I mean, would you share some of these uh, these friends? You never, know, his phone does never get to charge during the weekend. I call him on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon, straight to voicemail. Hey, Andy, would you do me a favor when you come back to Kansas City? Because Wardo won't play with me. I think he's embarrassed by my my nine handicap. And um, and so may, maybe you can fill in and be my friend. See, that was a plug for him right there. He, he's, he calls himself a double-digit handicap, but now all of a sudden he's down to a nine. So, uh, you know, maybe maybe he's been playing a lot, working on it. Yeah. Have you been working with good old CPG in his, his learning center? No, but I will. Oh well, on the dance floor, sure, yeah. He he definitely starts the lawnmower going back. What do you mean, like this? We were joking. We think uh, we were joking at Flint Hills, Andy. We think Sully's grip on his driver is a decade old. There's hand imprints in the in the, the driver in the every finger. Yeah, yeah, fits like a glove, really. <laughs> it does. It does. I've right where the thumb is. It, I'm on the metal. I just touched the metal. And it's one of those drivers that I think he bought. He might have bought at Costco during that special. I think it's called like the King Kong or the. No, it's a Titleist seven degree driver. Oh, is this a Chad Holmesy plug here? Is this a little Titleist? Are you sponsored by Titleist now? Sponsored by Titleist, yeah. Number one ball in golf. I am hitting, I'm hitting a TaylorMade ball these days. <laughs> you know why, Andy? Why I'm hitting TaylorMade? That bitch will go like two. Tw- it goes like 228 when I hit it pure. Like if I use like a Pro V, I'm talking like, like 218 with roll. So I've switched to the TaylorMade. They're sponsoring me now. I like it. Yep. Maybe you can Schwartzel can help you get a uh, ball deal through Clear. That's the ball he's playing right. Clear, now. right? The best ball to have when you're going to hit more than one. I yes. agree. It's yes. like Schaefer beer. I agree. Okay, hey, um, uh, <laughs> I'm looking at my list of rapid fire questions. This one came up. I won't ask it to uh, of you, but it says say something in an Asian language. <laughs> 
I doubt he can do that. <laughs> what did you say? All right. Hey, final question. Final question. What will you shoot this coming Monday in the Corn Ferry Qualifier? Brought to you by your new sports psychologist, Brian Sullivan. <laughs> 64. I like it. Does that skate in by one or two? What's that? Is that going to skate in by one or two? I'm going to think it skates in by one. Nice. I like it. Nice. All right. Will you be sure to text us right when you, um, right when you, uh, you, you know, get in? Would you do that? Just so I know yeah, to follow. That should be my judo for the day, Wardo. Should be your what for the day? Maybe that should be my judo for the day. Yeah, that's your do don't. If you do that, Sully and I give you each a hundred. Done. Done. We're All right, let's do it. Yep. And we'll only expect a small percentage of your first PGA Tour win. It's not. It's not like it. And we're kind of investing in you. Like, right. You know, that's it. All <laughs> right. So, Andy, honestly, good luck this week. Serious. Text us because when you get in now, um, uh, I will make sure my phone is charged. So I'm following your race up the leaderboard over the weekend because, brother, by the time you come back to KC, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna have some um, chest bumps and high fives coming because you're gonna go kick ass on that tour. So uh, best of luck, my man. Appreciate it. Thanks for you guys having me on. All right, so Wardo, would you do a little closing music here? Yeah, right. a little old town. I mean, kind of, you know, the man Andy likes a little country music, right? Does Billy Ray Cyrus count as, as country music? Sure. Why would it not? Yeah, See, I don't take know. My I don't know. This is, he's taking his horse to the old town road. I don't know. Is he country, Andy? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not I, really I, sure. You know, I, not that I'm the perfect dad. But um, well, I guess he did a nice job with Miley, printing yeah. money. Didn't printing. He? Well, printing. let's hope that my daughter ends up just like Miley Miley Cyrus when she goes off to University of Missouri next year. Well, <laughs> tell, her to, <laughs> tell her to find one of those basketball players and get in there. <laughs> all right, Wardo, it's been great being with you, Andy. You're my brother. Come on back, come visit us, and all of you listeners tuning in on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google, and beyond. We are not leaving. We will be back next week with some amazing guests and lots of fun. So have a great weekend, great week wherever you are. You are on the Golf Underground ESPN Radio. Can't nobody tell me.